So uh, what when you think of a, a, a brand ecosystem, you know, the first thing that immediately comes to mind is, of course, Apple. I'm a big Apple fanatic, not just because I love their products, but because I really think the way that they run their business is off the wall. Like, it's incredible what these people do. And I mean, all signs should signal to that. These guys are probably the only company on the planet, with the exception of maybe like one or two others, that one of their biggest problems is that they have too much cash. Like, that should let you know how well of a company that they're run, right? But the cool thing about them, and and just listen to the, to the terms loosely, but I want you thinking about from where you sit and the type of business that you operate or the type of brand that you run or the type of brand that you hope to one day create, which I hope is sometime soon, I want you to just think about what does that mean for you, All right? So what do we know about Apple and think about their ecosystem? The reason why Apple is so good at stealing people and creating these these almost wars amongst friends in text in text groups, especially it's like, oh, this guy who got an iPhone ruined our text group. Now our text group is all turned into green instead of blue, right? Well, that's a brand ecosystem that has been created because of phenomenal product. So they have hardware, which is the physical products like the Mac computer that I'm using, the iPhone, the iWatch, right? Any physical product that's there hardware. Then they have software to go along with that. So we know that we're going to get the, um, what is it called? Uh, like the iOS, right? That's a software. That's the software that powers the phone. And so the two go together to create a complete product. But even more than that, they also create services, right? They create iCloud. So if you need more space, well, you can utilize iCloud and get more space or data and storage right from there. They have iMusic. They have uh, th these other subscriptions like, uh, what's it called? The fit Fitness Health. I've never used it. They always give me a free trial, but I've never used it. When, I think you used the, it once. Wasn't... Yeah, Fitness Plus or something like that. Exactly. So that's these are other services and subscriptions. So what they're doing is they're creating an entire and complete ecosystem between their hardware, software, and services that as you become a part of it, you're almost pulled into everything else that they're doing because they're creating a seamless and inclusive experience for you that at the same time makes you more loyal to their brand. So they win by making things more accessible and easy to use for you. And they win because of course they get to keep you as a customer. You continue to buy more of their products and services, et cetera. So I want us to set the stage by understanding first, what is the brand ecosystem? And that's kind of what I just explained here, how we can create a similar model for those who are in the personal brand or branding space in general, small business and creative entrepreneurs. Because we might think that, well, I can't do that as a creative. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge your perspective on that. You can. And there are a few ways to really do that um, one of which is collaboration, which I'm really excited to kind of get your take on, Nick's. But let's just let's just dive into it. I mean, to start off, like what comes to mind when you first heard the term brand ecosystem? And then what what are some ways that you would say that that model translates to the everyday personal brand and small business or creative entrepreneur? So I, I instantly think about how do we keep people in our circle, right? When I think of brand ecosystem, like how do we keep them? 
Uh, how are we creating different things that are going to allow them to have a tool, a resource, a motivation, entertainment, some way, shape, or form, uh, all in one spot. So we, I wouldn't say corner them, but they feel as if anywhere else, they only get bits and pieces where they have the full-blown situation right here, right? So instantly, I kind of think of people like Oprah, and I think of Gary Vee, for real, um, when it comes to like a brand ecosystem, because, you know, he he catches you with, let's say, the content, he catches you with the podcast, you know, uh, blogs, things like that. And then you want to go and see him live, you may find him in one of his speaking gigs. And then if you're really, really like, want to be a part of what Gary Vee is doing, now you're seeing that he's doing V-Friends, which we've covered in the podcast before. And the V-Friends, if you're in there, then there's events for V-Friends. There's pictures and plush toys and everything around that you would need when it comes to Gary Vee's ecosystem, right? So instantly when I think of like personal brands is just pretty much taking them on the journey of where did they start to like higher and higher and higher levels. We, we talk about Oprah, Oprah started with a show to a magazine, to a whole network, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we, we have to break things down like that. Tony Robbins from, uh, you know, speaking to consulting to mentorships to, you know, that whole night. E has similar, uh, you know, a similar ecosystem with, with speaking to from content to speaking to events to books to communities to extreme execution. It's like everything that you would need is right here. So I would think when you're thinking from a personal brand. Like, what is the journey and what would they need in their toolbox? What would they need to uh, continue to travel in this journey of yours and want to be a part of it? So, of course, you know, it. if we look at anybody that I said, um, you know, it starts with some type of content. Some type of content. Like, I said, Oprah, Oprah had a show. That was her content at the time. Gary V, uh, content, right? So we got to attract them and then we got to take them off social media and and bring them, bring that. See, now I can't even talk. Bring them to whether it is a book, whether it is um, a, a, an event, whether it is a community. Where am I trying to take my audience? Where am I trying to take my loyal fans in these different places? Because they're going to go and be a part of everything. I I know based off being part of Ease Brand that there is, um, there's people that have done every single program, been to every single event, right? And... It's like I'm I'm stuck here. Like anything you do, I'm a, I'm gonna be a part of. Mm-hmm. I, I I all of a sudden need to learn about the flight assessment. 
for some reason, I am not that self-aware. Like, <laughs> it, it, it would, things you weren't even necessarily worried about before. You were like, okay, I'm a job. I get to next next joint, right? Now, when you were bringing people into your ecosystem, you're unveiling other problems that they may have. Or you will message it as if they all of a sudden have this problem or eventually will have this problem. And you're like, you know what? I'm not, I don't communicate right. Um, I'm not very self-aware of myself. You're right. There are gaps I don't know. I guess I need to take the flight assessment. Look at that. <laughs> like, so it, it's, it's, it's all of that. It's, it's figuring out what is the brand journey that you are trying to take your people to and, and how, how do you make it uh, accessible for them? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, man. And I love how you broke that down because it really does go against most of, if not half of what we would normally expect to be the way a successful business operates. And again, that's why I've always said, be careful to want to get to the level of entrepreneurship where you're just free. You're free of your job. You're free of your bills. You're financially free. You have some level of comfort because that's when you get to a point of stagnation and you stop innovating. You stop reinventing and recreating things. A lot of these companies that we're talking about, whether they're personal brands or any uh, even big corporation, we're talking about them because they continue to innovate and reinvent and give us things that are new. Imagine, and just because we're talking about Apple, imagine if iPhone never created the next iPhone. Like if they just like, oh, we gave you iPhone, that's it, it's a wrap. I'm, right. And and we made millions and billions of dollars, so we're going to sit back and just let the consumer expect, or we're going to expect the consumer to be happy with what it is. So a big part of people's hurdle in creating that complete ecosystem is because they get comfortable with what they have. And so you have to ask yourself, what is the next logical step that someone who's a part of my community or who's interacted with my product and service in the past, what's that big thing that they're going to want? And the crazy thing that I've always found is that it's always just a simple conversation. You don't even have to come up with the answer yourself. You just have to have a conversation with one of those members and say, so tell me about your experience. What did you notice? What would you have liked to be different? It's almost like an exit interview. I don't know if anyone you know, ever did an exit interview if they were with a company and they were leaving or whatever the case may be, but it's that same thing for someone who's interacted with your product and service. And now you're trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to make this more of a well-rounded and completed experience? The thing that I thought was so fascinating about what you said is that you said you can now start that ecosystem with content. Mm -hmm. And that I don't want to say it's free because the landscape of the content world is changing today, but you can start for very minimal to low cost or with things that you already have to start creating that ecosystem. Because it is crazy to think about that everything we see within Ease Brand today started with a simple video or a series of videos. That's crazy. I mean, can you imagine trying to do this back in, I don't know, the 90s, the 80s, or even the 50s, trying to create what, what is there today with nothing? Because technically that's what that is. It's like, oh yeah, it's going to be a digital thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like we live in a time that is 
really unique as, as like we're almost lucky to be a part of this environment because you don't have to have a specific access code. And look, I get it. At certain levels, yes, it does matter who you know and all of these different things. But at the end of the day, you can still get a fighting chance just by simply being real enough and being you enough and putting yourself out there and saying, hey, this is what it is. With a, with a, with a unique talent, you put stuff in the game. I find that crazy. I still find that crazy. I'm like, yeah, that's wild. Why? Why do you find it crazy? Be, because because traditional business has always made you to made you feel that there are so many barriers to entry. Everything from race to class to finances to intellect and and all of these different things that to see that you can enter the space today with something as simple as content. Mm-hmm. That to me is is one of the greatest equalizers of all time. It's like, yo, you, you can get to seven and eight and even nine figures by mastering content. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And to me, because I've also I've also was a content rebel for two years. So that's why I'm like, hey, that's crazy. You got sold on content. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That's so wild. We're introduced to some of our favorite brands and some of our favorite people through content. Yeah. It's the entryway. So it's, you know, it's uh it's it's something you gotta take serious from from a business standpoint, because they know, yo, people are going to know who we are, trust us, no like and trust factor, because of content. Not because well, some will be, be because of an event, but even to promote an event, you need content. So yeah, yeah, you know what's um was something that we never really uh, spoke on, at least in great detail, uh, here on the show or on the podcast, but it's the the seven hour rule. Um, mm-hmm. You know that 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 you shared, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, at least privately, when what it takes for someone in a cold market or a cold demographic, or even someone who is a part of your community, really, to get comfortable enough with you to say, okay, I naturally want to do more. Because I think people think that somebody might actually put a, a ton of products. Like they might do the opposite of what I just explained and say, oh, okay, I got 17,000 17, products, but no one's buying. Like no, no one is interested. What am I doing wrong? And what we've learned through through that model and you know again sharing it from your own experience but what happens to a human psychology as you spend more time with them and there's like that magic number that you reach that almost unlocks all of the doubt the skepticism that they might have had about you or the lack of trust that they had toward you it almost seems to go away because you've crossed that threshold with them and and that's also a big, a big common player in, or, or a big, I would say even a tactic and strategy in creating that ecosystem or the content specifically is, are it gives you, it gives you, it, let, it helps you to break that threshold of you go from a complete person that they know vaguely from afar mm-hmm. to you cross that point where, oh, they feel like they know you. And that's why a lot of members of bigger brands when they interact with people who are a part of their community in the real world, it's almost as if they're friends already. Now, mind you, they, they could have never met. Like, I don't know if you've had that experience, but there are some people who you meet 
they know so much about you and they give you such warm, welcoming energy that they that they take away that natural, I guess, coldness or uh, warming up in a conversation because they're just like, yo, I've been a part of this. I've seen this. That's so amazing. It takes away a lot of those, you know, those challenges as well. Yeah. Um, it It's it's crazy that if you put out, let's just say, enough content that, I, like how you said, people will come up to you and be like, yo, how you been? That's all my love you and this is great. You know, they act as if they know you. Because they've watched kind of your journey. They watched countless of pieces of content from you. Uh, for those who are into click funnels and, you know, the challenges, the reason why these challenges, and for those people who don't know what I'm talking about, there's people, uh, especially in the information realm, have been doing these, like, five-day challenges and the reason why is because the more time you spend with me the more trust you gain in me and then you're going to want to go further right so it, it normally is a let's say hour you know challenge if you're in VIP then it's another hour half an hour to an hour which then kind of equals up depending on the uh the level that you're on it goes to like seven hours right and so when you are upselling somebody to one of your products or one of your services they almost feel like yeah i don't want this to stop i don't want to i only trust you right now some people like i am one of those people it doesn't take long for me to be like oh uh, where do I sign? Hello. Like, I'm I'm reading, um, I'm reading a book. I, I, it was uh, one of these meditation situations where I, I I started from reading a book to like, okay, I need to go to the the retreat, whatever it is, right? Like, I'm here, I'm sold, right? And then I realized I wasn't that sold because I saw the price for it, and so I just did the subscription. For the app, like, okay, hold on, you you got to talk to me nicer, maybe. Maybe we got to spend a little bit more time. To then, okay, now I spend more hours with you. I think about how do I make this this uh, this retreat even possible, right? And you as a brand have to think about that setup. You as a brand is like, okay, how do I create several hours on this platform that when they get to the next platform, next uh, situation where they see me, it's a better conversion, whether it is from a conversation or just a better conversion of just talking time-wise or whether it is from a monetization situation where how do I make sure that I put, they see me all over the place that they get, they feel like they know me, they have to be a part of what I have to do, that they're on this brand journey with me. So if mm -hmm. I do, um, so for for example, um, I may be giving things to away, and so if my team is on, I'm sorry, but I'm very excited about this, so too bad, right? So 
uh, let's say I brand, like I get a dog, right? And I brand this dog and I'm like, hello, here's the dog, woo woo. And then if you want to know more about the dog, go to this page. We're going to do all this stuff over here. There's going to be people that are like, oh my God, I love Nikki and she loves this dog. I just want to be a part of what is going on with whatever happens to this dog, right? So it is that we we have to take the things that we are doing and the different stages that we're doing it in very serious because it's not just, oh, I'm doing more products and services to make a bag. Is yo, I'm doing these products and services and everything to keep them and to continue to have this trust in in me and my brand and, and take them on this journey with me. Because there's other people that could do it. Why not with me? Why my expertise is on point, my personality is on point, my brand, my my uh products and services are on point. Why not me? So I look at brand ecosystem as just a really dope journey that we just have to map out properly and we'll be good. <laughs>